0: No, no, no. Only person I bullying now is uh sensitive K D. Which we'll talk about later in the show. Absolutely. He's so sensitive. He's borderline chick. Oh my I oh my. can't oh my. say
1: that. I can't say that. Can I, can oh I get away with that? I think it's considered toxic masculinity when you say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> toxic all <laughs> oh, that's what you said? Hey, the toxic masculinity show? Toxic masculinity. Well, okay. Uh You call it tomato, I call it tomato. But Ooh. the word I really want to use, I can't use. Of what I think of KD, it's the word for a female dog. That's what I think he is. Hey, turn that too short down. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna respect my man Drew. But that's what he is. KD is a big, tall, BDB.
1: Hey, so big, yo, no, let's bring it back to this though. Because you're going to rant about KD for a minute. But, Jay, are you saying that your, your pregnant wife is playing too short in the background?
0: Uh, no, she cut it off.
1: No. Hey, which song was it? Yeah, just curious. Dope oh, bean Beats. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Don't let me down. Cause if you would have said like that soft too short, that blow the whistle short, I would have been like, no, I'm disappointed. But.
0: <laughs> no freaky tails? <laughs> I'm, I'm disappointed.
1: He's are uh, the tails. That tell so
0: well. That goes back to like 88, man. That's before y'all time. Y'all was 16 in 88. Y'all was probably like 10.
1: Right. We were six. No.
0: Yeah, you were. All- <laughs> no,
1: we were seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> seven. I was
0: six. Drew was seven. You know I'm how it is. I'm
1: 16. Let's keep in mind that J-Rock's older than me, so his math is off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you older than Drew?
1: Yeah, J-Rock's older than me. About two months. And he lets us know every year
0: around this time. Every year he says that. And he makes sure I'm just ancient,
1: basically. Well, I ain't gotta make sure that that's nature. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome (laughs) into the barbershop 918. You up in here with your man, Big Drew. Big Drew! (laughs) J-Rock. Boom! And Uh the one and only raw dog.
0: my elbow (laughs) (laughs) we get real real creative with these intros, aren't we
1: hey man (laughs) cleanest injury everything All right. We got a jam packed show for you today. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, not a little bit. We're going to talk a lot of bit about NBA free agency. And to be honest with you, that's the point of today's show. We also (laughs) got the world class word on the street. Yes, sir. Talk about, uh, the box office chumps as well as go over a little bit of music news. And I can't really think of any. Oh yeah. We also talk television and what's going on in the world of television. So. We got a lot coming your way right now, and it's time for the best part. Let me take off my hat. I ain't shaved today, but Nor did Jay. Let's put our hat back on. Jay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> dude got the Uncle Phil going right now.
0: So your highway is showing, bruh. Got the Uncle Phil going right now. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, y'all ready? hmm What on the street? It's the sweet one. Yeah. Mm. I' oh. I'm
1: done salute look at the right? <laughs> <bucket> chairs <laughs> the jacket isn't there did you notice that I noticed the jacket wasn't there
0: <laughs> I' you probably talk. left it in the car <laughs> 99 degrees outside you still wearing that leather coat and <laughs> hey, you know how much I pay for that leather jacket huh I'm wearing it in the summer.
1: I wish I had a leather jacket, man. It has been chilly all week long, just in the 60s, and not getting to the 70s to save (laughs) our
0: lives. That's that's really chilly, bro. Really chilly. All right. What you got, Jay? Uh, We got the Billboard numbers this week coming at number 10 is Polo G Die Legend. Number eight, The Baby. Baby on Baby. Still bumping that album. Uh, (laughs) Wait, what? It's What's Called What? Baby on Baby. Baby on Baby. What does that mean,
1: baby? baby on baby. That's the kind of action he looking for.
0: Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't know. <laughs> Go on, sir. Uh, number seven, uh, Gucci Man, with another album release. <laughs> uh, Why you got the receipt? <laughs> you reading off a receipt, bro? That's you know, a I, this,
1: this, is a, this is a throwback. This
0: is a throwback <laughs> episode. <laughs> Whenever we had to do our top five, I had to just find something in the car. A Popeye's chicken receipt, bank statement, something. I use actual paper, and I got clowned. Actual paper. Actual <laughs> because you paper, t- paper that was stolen from the office. <laughs> I, mean, I need you not to put say that out loud. <laughs> Go on, sir, before I end up getting fired. Uh Number six is Lizzo, because I love you. Fresh off her B.E.T. Award performance. You like You like Lizzo? I, I had never heard of her before
1: BT Award. She twerks and plays the flute. Mm. At the same time. That's, That's a skill. Talent right there. That's a skill. It's an undeniable talent. We actually in our in our shop, in the beauty shop, we actually have a large poster of Lizzo hanging up. Had no clue who she was, but it's like a really she's a beautiful woman, so it was a hey prefer hanging out in the shop.
0: Women love her. Women love her. Women.
1: Uh, it was a poster we got from Lane Bryant. Oh. Bruh. No, you didn't say that. It, it is. It was. <laughs>
0: Jay, move on before I say something stupid. All right. Uh, n- number five, uh, uh, Khalid, Free Spirit. And number two, Little Nas X with his seven EP. Uh, he was in the news this past Sunday. Because he sent out a tweet letting everybody know that he was gay. Mm. And so he's, at the same time where he's come out the closet, he's also been the biggest troll on Twitter. He said, if anybody else sends me another hate tweet, I'm going to kiss you in the mouth. (laughs) Well, I mean, are we really surprised? I mean, wasn't he dressed like Randy Macho Man Savage on the BET Awards? Yes, he was.
1: So are you insinuating that WWE stars of the past or our WWF? I don't know who I think I am saying E. But you, are you insinuating that our former wrestlers are all homosexuals? Is that what you're saying?
0: Oh, no, I didn't. I wasn't saying that at all. I'm oh. just saying that that outfit looked suspicious on him. Oh, okay. You shouldn't be wearing an outfit if you're not jumping in the ring. Nothing, nothing. I got nothing. I'm just going, I'm just going to pass. I'm going to throw the
1: basketball over to Here's the thing about this though. He has, and I'm not saying it. I feel like that he waited for the perfect time to release that information. I just feel like he's got a good PR person. I'm not saying, you know, I'm saying anything negative about the situation, but it was the, it was the last day of pride month. He dropped it. It just seemed like it was, it was perfect time and new album, you know, Everything worked all, all in his favor. So they've they played everything about his career so far. They've played it well.
0: Gary, he's going to be a one-hit wonder. It doesn't matter whether he's gay or straight. Well, this one hit has been – it's broke the record that was held by Drake's Hotline Bling, 13 straight weeks at number one on the Billboard Hip-Hop and R&B charts with Old Town Road. Mm. How do you think the hip-hop community is going to respond to this? They're going to just shrug their shoulders?
1: I don't even think it's there anymore, man. I don't even think the hip-hop community cares on the level like it used to. You think so? I don't think it's going to be as big of a thing. I don't even think he's embraced in the hip-hop community, so to, to begin speak, with. Man. Right. I got you. He's more pop, if
0: anything. I don't know what genre it is. I don't, you know, it is what it is. Do what you do, son. Pop. I mean, you know, got a little bit of country, a little bit of hip-hop is pop. It's what you hear on, you know, the pop stations, but it's all good. His album is listed as Alternative on, uh, on iTunes. But, right. Oh, well, he got that part right. It's Alternative. <laughs> That's the music news for the week. I'm going to pass it over to Raw dire- Dog with the box is. office chumps for the week. Go ahead, Raw Dog. All right, let's check it out. So who was the box office chumps of the week? At number five, with 7.3 mil, we got The Secret Life of Pets still in the top five. At number four, we got Aladdin with Blue Will Smith with $10, 10 million. At number three, a movie we talked about last week, yesterday, when we talked about this
1: movie. Hello? Oh yeah, what my you? son. You know what's funny? My son wanted to see that for his birthday. Uh-huh. And we went ahead and saw Toy Story Four, but he wanted to see that. He still wants to see it. So yeah, like I, I think I still think it's a Netflix movie, but it I'm makes seventeen it minutes. It, it's a good movie. Like in this such a weak summer. Yeah, that it really is. Yeah. At number two, this is the
0: movie I wanted to see, didn't get around to seeing it, and Annabelle Comes Home with 20.2 mil, and at number one, of course, we're not surprised, Toy Story 4, 59 mil this past weekend, probably going to get uh, knocked off by Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Spider-Man. Sp- Speaking of Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, that's co- that actually is already out, like it came out on the second, which is kind of an odd date for it to come out. Uh but I, I predict that's going to be number 1. Uh another movie that's kind of quirky that you guys probably never heard about is a horror movie called Midsummer.
1: Oh that, yeah. That's got some uh Jordan Peele to say it is one of the best horror movies out right now.
0: It is from what I've been from what I've seen and what I've, what I've read, it is not your normal horror movie. Uh that it, it will stick with you after it's all said and done because it's horror in the sunlight, which is odd, uh, because, you know, horror movies are usually dark. Uh, but most of the events that take place in this movie are in during the day outside with the sun shining. It's pretty interesting. Now, the same guy that made this movie called Hereditary that I saw this past weekend made this one. Now, I watched Hereditary, and that movie freaked me out a little bit. Really freaked You have to see it. I can't even explain it. It is whacked out. So this director does some next level horror. So if that's your cup of tea, Midsummer might be uh, what you want to go check out. It opens today. Uh, And it's got some really, really good reviews. So that's what's coming out this weekend. Go check it out.
1: All right. So in television news, there's a lot of good movies always to watch. Different award shows. No, not award shows. A lot of different things were on TV this past week. Um, but mainly I was consumed television wise with free agency. That seemed like to be the only thing. I mean, so I really don't have much when it comes to that from a television standpoint. Is there anything new on Netflix that caught you guys' attention?
0: Not at all, man. Uh, I heard that Netflix is going to stop making so many movies.
1: Yeah, losing well, all that money Yeah, and it's only so much money that can be printed like they it's will put like, down we,
0: there's only so many movies people are going to watch a lot of the movies on Netflix because I don't know anything about them when you go through them you go eh, do I really want to waste an hour and a half two hours on this I don't really know what it's about you know we're used to having some kind of idea of whether the movie is good or not and we don't know it's just too many, it's too many movies man too many of them <laughs>
1: Man, did the Bobby the Barge movie come on yet? It did. Yeah. It did. It. I did watch it. I watched. It. <laughs> well, why don't you
0: bring that information to the table right away? Because it's a forgettable movie. I told it you, must it must have been trash. <laughs> it was bad, Doc. It was bad, man. Uh yeah, it was bad. Uh the guy that played Bobby the Barge overacted, you know, um the the, the <laughs> The prison scene was laughable. Uh, the way that went, it was just bad, man. And, and, you know, I can't even. And it was like a ton of commercials. Like TV one just got to pay the bills. The movie come on for two minutes and then there was like 10 minutes of commercials. Then it played for another two minutes and another. Two, it was ridiculous, man. Wasn't It was not a good movie, but I didn't expect it to be. But of course, it's actually it's on right now so if you missed it you can probably catch it right now it's not that good of a movie it really is it's a sad story anyway but the the actors didn't do it no justice the production values were not that great and to do the dude that plays bobby just totally was over the top <laughs> over the top
1: all right so that's our word on the street let's go ahead and get into what we came here for man that's nba free agency a lot of different things are going on Um, in free agency, like the big uh, the big movers and shakers got moving before. I don't understand this whole free agency thing. Like, as far as why even you know what the last day of the year, they should just start letting them move about. Like, why even give us these fake dates because they already have deals signed? So Kyrie, the first minute, boom, that was already announced. We already knew that that was going to happen. So Kyrie is teaming up with Kevin Durant with Mm the and they always going to be the New Jersey Nets to me, (laughs) but the Brooklyn, they're going to Brooklyn and, you know, there's a lot of other, they made a lot of other small moves, but at the end of the day, you know, that's the year after next, that's not next year. So they're also going to bring in DeAndre Jordan, who I feel like they have a better younger version of him. And what's the kid's name? Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Yeah. So it's, you know, to me, I don't know what they're doing there. They got a lot. They already have a lot, but they just added something that will put them over the top for the Eastern Conference if Kawhi vacates the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. So Raw Dog, without further ado, man, I've been excited. I've been waiting. Hey, what does this mean when people say they with bated breath? What does that mean? <laughs> That's a really <laughs> Like
0: literally going, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for this.
1: Okay yeah give it to him raw dog now what's your what's your problem with kD expressing his right to go where he wants to go
0: I'm not surprised that kD is doing what he's doing it goes right along with his character okay now from what I've read the reason why kD is leaving Golden State has nothing to do with money it's all about his emotions and his feelings we all know how system KD is, you know, so basically his issue was that, you know, the Golden State Warriors was still Steph Curry's team. But I'm thinking when you went over there, what did you expect? Did you expect them to all of a sudden just start loving you? That wasn't going to happen. It's going to always be Steph's team. So he felt some kind of way because the Golden State, you know, fans didn't Accept him as the hero, even though he was the the finals MVP twice. So he just got in his feelings. Thank you you very much, Jay. I'm in the middle of a rant. We got to hear all that. Thank you, Jay. Continue. Thank you. And uh, now I forgot where I was. But basically, he's leaving because he's in his feelings, and he actually blames Golden State for what happened in, in the finals. They felt like he felt like he, they rushed him. Uh, he wasn't ready. So he just real sensitive. You know what I'm saying? So if he was willing to leave Oklahoma City like he did, what does they think they, they, he was going to do to them? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like if you cheat on your girl, right? Hmm? Listen to me. If you cheat on your girl with another woman and that woman cheats on you, why should you be surprised? That's karma. That's what happens. You know what I mean? When you're dealing with somebody sensitive like KD, this kind of thing is going to happen. So I'm not surprised. Dude is just a sensitive, needing a a, a haircut, beady, beady, sensitive little female dog at the end of the day. That's what KD is. And that's why he left. It's his right. But, you know, Golden State kind of feels a little bit of how we felt. He just bounced. No
1: loyalty at all. Sensitive. All about. Andre Andre Iguodala made some comments, and it seems like he paid dearly for those comments. I don't know if it's dearly, but he was shipped off in the middle of the night uh, to uh, Memphis, who is set to probably cut him. uh, That was just a money trade, basically. And he uh, said to uh, be in the mix with Los Angeles. Uh,
0: yeah, Andre paid for that because he went on a breakfast club and said and told the truth apparently about how Golden State gets down you know, they, they it's, it's basically a uh, a plantation out there you know, back in the day when they had slaves that got hurt they're like, oh you'll be alright, get up and work boy, that's kind of how Golden State treated Andre that's how they treated KD the only difference is, KD was like oh, you going to treat me like that, well I'm going to leave and that's exactly what he did well, I want to uh, comment on what Rob Dog said. I kind of, I, in a sense, I feel sorry for the dude in a way, and this is why I say that, you know, at the end of the day, Golden State got him because we had him. Mm. The minute that Draymond Green said, we've won without you, we don't need you, yep. that was the minute that he was just like, damn, I guess it's time to go. And that was in the middle of the season. You know i it seems like he never fit in with Golden State, and when I say about fit in it's just that he was not embraced. You had the owner at the the championship celebration last year making jokes about k d and then you know it's just he just didn't it just he just never messed with them They won, but it just didn't feel right with him being there because for the most of the most of the country and most of the basketball fans they just didn't they just didn't embrace it it just didn't feel right it wasn't genuine. And him going to Brooklyn, I honestly, I, I, it's just, it's just weird. It's to this day, i like I still don't understand him going to Brooklyn. I don't know if it was just because he wanted to team up with Kyrie Irving, and like I I think I posted it to you guys where it said if he thought that Russell Westbrook was a ball controlling player, wait till he plays with Kyrie Irving who dribbles the rock twenty two out of the twenty four seconds of the shot clock.
1: Absolutely, I think. He's in a uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we never see him actually suit up in Brooklyn just because of the nature of the New York media, the nature of Kevin Durant and the nature of Kyrie Irving. I wouldn't be surprised if we never see this actually come come forward like or if we ever see him with Kyrie on the court at the same time. There's so much that can go wrong. During this rehabilitation period that I just would be surprised. You just never, I wouldn't be surprised, I should say, if it just never happened. I understand a lot of money's invested, but it's just New York's one of those type of play. It's one of those markets. I understand it's not the Knicks, but it's still the New York market. It's still the New York media and Katie's still sensitive. So he's under more of a microscope now than he's ever been. And we'll just see how that, that pans out. I think Brooklyn's biggest loss was losing Jared Dudley to the Lakers in pre-agency. Um, I'm joking when I said that. <laughs> that was just like, well, maybe. Like, maybe
0: you got a point there. Maybe you know something we don't know. Here's the thing though. KD had a team that was his. No one, when KD was in Oklahoma City, no one ever said that the team belonged to Russell. Ever. Everyone always assumed this is KD's team. Okay, so he had the chance to have a team, and Oklahoma City loved him. He was revered when he was with the Thunder. Okay, maybe it would have took him much longer to get a ring. True that. There's no doubt. Once we lost James Harden, things went left. But I just don't believe KD thought about the long game. He just thought about the short term. I want a ring now. And he got his ring, but he's not now he's not on the team anymore because – they <laughs> basically used him to get two more rings, and he felt used. He would have never felt that way with the Thunder. We loved him. The team loved him. The 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 fans loved him. He misses that love, but he he, he feels like he can't come back, and he probably can't.
1: No, nah, yeah, that that's that's a wrap. I think as long as Russ is here, he's he's not going to be able to be here. I think that trust that you have to have. When you look a man in the eye and say, I'm not going anywhere, and then you turn around and you go somewhere, that trust is broken. And so I don't see him being able to team up in the near future with anyone, uh, with Russ or even maybe even not even Stephen Adams. I'm not sure how close they were. But you're but- right
0: about the New York uh, media. I mean, if he thought it was bad before when he moved from Oklahoma City to Golden State, watch what happens in New York. They they gon' they gonna really hurt his feelings. And you might, he may not ever suit up. He may get in his feelings again, decide to go somewhere else. You really don't like this guy. The only well, only man thing he did was he did tell Steph face to face, of course, after he made the decision, why he left. That's the only man thing he did. Even though Steph found out as he was on his way to New York. He at least he told him. You know what I mean, but Raw Dog, what what, what 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 would what would you have done if you were KD based off of the information that we we know about him getting hurt and everything, and he's a free agent? What would you have done? What team would you have gone to? I don't know if I would have gone to Brooklyn. That just seems like an odd choice. I agree with Drew a hundred percent. If you are going to go to Brooklyn, you might as well go to Washington. It's the same circumstances. You might as well go to the Wizards. You might as well go home. Yeah, bro- uh Brooklyn has a better team than Washington. Washington right now, you know, John Wall is out all next year with a ruptured, ruptured Achilles as well. Somewhere with Kyrie, he could have just went to Washington. He just went to Brooklyn because Kyrie wanted to go to Brooklyn. Again, they, they, they buddy, buddied up and went to Brooklyn. <laughs> Kyrie wanted to go to Brooklyn. KD wanted to play with Kyrie. So KD said, okay, I'll go wherever you go. You want to go to Brooklyn? We can go to Brooklyn. Okay.
1: That's the voice you're using there. We've never brought this character to the show. Uh, <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. So let's move on and talk a little bit more about other free agents. As a result of Kyrie moving forward, that left uh, D'Angelo Russell out there, and he landed with the Golden State Warriors alongside Willie Colley Stein. So they got a little bit younger. Um I don't know what that youth is good for at this point, but they did get a little bit younger in some positions that they needed to get Uh, in and, but reports are that at least with the Russell deal, that they, he is not viewed as a long-term solution. They pretty much just got themselves some insurance, uh, to allow Clay to relax and not rush back. And I don't blame him for it. I don't know if this will damage Russell's mindset having to play and know that, like, hey, long-term, they don't want you. So I don't know if they're going to get their money's worth by letting that type of information leak. But... See, uh,
0: these uh, these teams, they got to stop treating these players like modern-day slaves, man, because I think it hurts them in the end, in, in their pocketbook. These players are like, all right, I'll be here, but I'm going to play like crap. I ain't going to play with no passion. You can't keep treating these cats like that and think, that, you know, you know they ain't going to feel some type of way about it. Not to the extreme of KD, but, you know, it's like, hey, man, if you don't really want me here, why am I here? You got to feel for D'Angelo, man. You know, he had he had a good thing going in Brooklyn. I mean, that was his team. He had a good thing going in L.A., but he was traded away after the uh, debacle with Nick, Nick Young.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think to some degree his deal moving to the Golden State Warriors was also somewhat trolling Nick Young, too just for the sake of it, because that's also Nick Young's former team. And he wanted back on the team, and they would not let him back. (laughs) Um, So moving forward, also in free agency, uh, Isaiah Thomas signed with the Wizards. So now I guess they they have filled in the blank for John Wall this
0: year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel sorry sorry for Isaiah Thomas because his his career has been on a – downward spiral since he lost his sister and then he had the hip injury boston then traded him to cleveland cleveland then traded him to la then la got rid of him and he went to denver and now he's with washington he's played for four different teams in the last three years and it's just I, i wish he can regain his mvp like stats that he had in 2017 because you know when you look at it he really hasn't like he was on the Denver squad last year and he couldn't get on the court because Denver had three younger guards that were better than him.
1: Yeah. And, but I think that's, I think being in the East, being buried in the East with low expectations with a shooting guard that is really good and very passive uh, and won't mind him dribbling to try to find things. You know, I think Scott Brooks is okay with it. So I think he'll be fine unless for some reason they shake some things up and uh and then we'll see him probably or unless a rookie comes about or some youngster come about and takes his spot. He should be able to flourish in this one year that he's there. Uh Jimmy Butler signed down with uh with Miami in the East also. He's now got his own team because they shipped Hassan Whiteside out here to Portland for Miles Leonard and uh I believe I can't think uh Mo Harkless. And and some draft picks were involved in that trade. So Miami looks completely different. It's now Jimmy Butler's team, which uh freed up the 76ers to be able to sign Tobias Harris to a uh, pretty solid contract. I think that's a scheme. As year, as well. $180 million. $180 million for a Chris Brown lookalike. Like, this is – that's amazing. <laughs> like, I don't I, – Al I
0: Horford also signed him as well. As well. Yeah. I sworn Jimmy said that he would never, never play for the Miami Heat. At one point, he,
1: he did. That was a tweet. That was a tweet that went out, and I think you know that's why you just got to watch your mouth. You can't. You got people will remember. Everybody
0: remembers it that. That's that, that, the thing the about people? being an athlete. You always yeah. got at least one uh, fan fanatic out there that follows everything that you say. Mm. I think tw- I think Twitter killed the PR uh, industry. <laughs> These live things out there just saying all kind of stuff. See, back in the day that stuff was controlled. Now you give a after your Twitter account, man, and they they buried themselves.
1: Yep. We also uh here in uh, uh with Oklahoma City <laughs> bringing it home, we're able to sneak you no Nerlins No Well, as well as Mike Muscala. Is it Muscala? Muscala Muscala. you say it. Muscala?
0: Is that the drink? No, I thought good. it was I thought it was the the, uh, the no.
1: stuff with chicken and mushrooms. Oh yeah, that is good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 what is
0: that called?
1: What is that called? Mussolini? It's, Mussolini? It's
0: marsala. Marsala. Mar- 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 <laughs> it's Milano. Ch- Ch- chicken marsala. Uh, Mar- <laughs> Mar- oh, oh I, that's that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good.
1: Yeah.
0: I, they also signed Alex Burks from the from Utah Jazz. The, who? Uh Oklahoma City. Yes. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. Now Utah Jazz got significantly better. Uh, they picked up. I can't think of his name right now, uh, or but, I can't say his name right now. Let me just say that.
0: But Mike Conley,
1: uh, who no, Mike? They Conley. got Mike Conley in the trade, but they also got uh Banya I don't got wanna... from Indiana. Boeing. Yeah, I don't start down the road of just being disrespectful and mispronouncing his name, but yes. So the guy who gave the Thunder buckets. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I I think that they'll be, they'll be a team to contend with a little bit more than we think. They were already pretty good, but you know. Can't stand
0: jazz. I just don't like that team. Yeah. I don't like Utah.
1: Speaking of people you don't like, Patrick Beverly re-signed with the Clippers. He, uh, he was offered three years, 50 million by the, uh, by the Sacramento Kings, but he turned it down. And said the idea of playing with Lou Williams again is is good. And he was he said he's not worried about whether Kawhi comes or not. They're gonna get they they feet uh, they gonna get their hands dirty, and they're gonna go out there and get some wins and make it hard. And for steals they get some yeah. steals as well. I can't believe they get
0: a fifty million dollars to a Paroli.
1: No, so <laughs> the thing is that that I caught when he was on the jump and it like it was him Scotty Pippen and I. Can't think of the other guy, but they were asking him questions and showing him a lot of love and respect. And so they were asking him like where his team is, and he was being what he felt was really honest about the Thunder, saying, you know, um, uh, you know, that certain he said certain people on that team don't show up for the playoffs. And so, and wow. it was mentioned about Paul he's like, oh no, Paul George is a beast. Like he goes on and gives Paul George his props. So I think that. I, I I started to gain a large level of respect with the defense he played against Golden State. Started kind of feeling like, you know, Patrick Beverly ain't that bad. And now I'm right back in that same place again because I feel like he's throwing shade at Westbrook. Oh, but, yeah. And the truth of the matter is, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, the Clippers love you, you know, like you work hard. But let Russ express an interest. They will throw you and Gallinari and the rest of the boat at the Thunder to get Westbrook.
0: But let me say this: Isn't he a little right, though? Yeah, he's right, man. We Shut just up. we don't like to admit that he's right. I <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually is right. He's not lying. <laughs> he's
1: not lying. A lot of players for the Thunder, key players that we 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 go into the playoffs feeling assured and just knowing that this could be the year. And even, we don't even get a chance to make it to the playoffs. It's usually around the fourth quarter of the season. Something happens and we're like, uh-oh. It seemed like Amo, the fastest gun in the West, is, is not shit. He's shooting blanks. Right. Or, or whoever it is. It's certain role players that all of a sudden they go cold. Or Billy Donovan's all of a sudden benches some key players and you just never hear from them again. Things hey. fall apart, man.
0: Things fall apart in the fourth in the now. things fall apart in the fourth quarter of the season. Right before they get the playoffs, things go haywire. Yeah, that's that's what that. What he said that. He just said. But he, he literally said, just said that. I'm just re- I'm reiterating I'm got <laughs> good way of cleaning that up. Things go haywire. I'm just saying.
1: Are you yeah. saying the fourth
0: quarter of the game or fourth quarter of the of
1: the year? I said I said of the season.
0: Oh, I didn't hear that part. Okay. You cut out. <laughs> now, now, fellas, I got a question for you guys. Okay, based off of
1: Kawhi Leonard,
0: his, his, his decision is going to shake the dynamics of the NBA, whether he stays in Toronto, goes to LA, or goes to the Clippers. Now, if you look at the top 10 players on paper in the NBA, at least six of them have played for at least two teams in their nba careers you go back 10 15 years ago with what we want when we grew up in the 90s you had a lot of players who stayed with their franchise for a good part of their careers how do you feel about this new nba where you have players taking more control over their life over their
1: I, co- careers i personally like it and the reason why i like this because there's two two reasons one I was watching like players only once and it was a few old school players that said, trust me, if we had the right to move around like these young players do, we would have. And so I don't look back at the old days and romanticize it and say they were so loyal. A lot of them were under for real ownership. When we talk about this, like they need to stop treating them like slaves. Back then they were under some real ownership and they weren't getting paid the same amount either. So the idea of like, let me get up and move when you don't got millions to get up and move, you sometimes you stay in a market that long. And then the other thing I like about it is, to be honest with you, I thought it would be overkill. I thought it would be burnout. But now it's been about three years straight, maybe four of just free agent frenzy, like craze. Just and it keeps the season going. It keeps us patched over to summer league, patched over into and I kind of. Like that extension because I love the game and I like having more knowledge of it and seeing what's going on. So for me as a fan, as a consumer, I'm not mad at it. Um, I know that a lot of old heads tend to be uh, like Charles Barkley the other day was like, I don't like all these super teams. Well, at this point, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. We never know what's going to turn out to be a super team. You know, I don't Golden State wasn't formed with the purpose of being a super team, but it became one real quick. And I'm saying that before KD got there, there were some pieces that you were like, oh, man, that's 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 it's going to be hard to beat them. So I I totally disagree with
0: all of that. Totally disagree with all that.
1: There was a lot of people who it was going to be tough to beat. Go like we looked at the Splash Brothers like that combination was something good. And we and people can you can have your corns like you may not like uh Draymond Green now but at at one point All-Star, you know, first team All-NBA, this man was still doing what he was doing and people still he was still considered to be a good player, you know, well, whether we like him or not.
0: The way the Warriors, I like the way the Warriors came up. They they were not a super team. They the you know, Golden State Warriors became great basically through the draft, which is the which is the best way to do it. That's, that's well, my whole point. Just but, simple. We don't know who can become great through the dress. The Warriors didn't get into super team
1: status until they got KD. That's when they jumped a shark. That's when but, but, to shark. You, but you've been making this same point, and, every, and Draymond made this point to KD. They were going to win with him or not, or without him. And I know as a Thunder fan, we would want to think that if KD stayed, we would have got over the hump. But that was a team that was a better coach team, and they were, and they beat us. Like, oh, the only thing but, we got to go off of is the actual facts.
0: But KD put them over the top, though, because he was the MVP of both of those finals. He put them over the top. Yeah, they probably would have won, but KD put them over the top, and that's the reason why they got them, because he put them over the top. So that's a
1: super team move. And then it got Demarcus. It just, you know, once they yeah. start. Now, this last year, I do believe that they did make an attempt to try to put together to put that together. But to be honest with you, that doesn't affect the whole league. It's not like the whole league is just was hindered by We went into this season. It was like, Oh, the super team thing is a, is a bad thing. But then we turn around and look at Kawhi Leonard, make it and and win, you know? So the league is what it is. Like, I don't think that, I mean, when Miami got together, they didn't win right away. It's not, all when a super team coming together, it's, yeah, the media pushes it and makes it seem like it's a big thing. But rarely do these super teams just dominate forever. Wow. Like the ones that are formed together, they don't last.
0: I understand that. But now to go back to what you said about the old heads and, and some of the players not being able to move. I get your point to a degree. Maybe in the early to mid 80s, that was the case. But when you start talking about the late 90s, you know, with Kobe Bryant, with Kobe Bryant's rain started with Shaq and after Shaq. I don't think that was the case.
1: Oh. we can still hear you though. I
0: don't I don't think that was the case. Um I really honestly believe that Kobe could have left anytime he wanted to. Kobe had that kind of you know oh. pull. Right? Yeah. 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 Kobe did. He, he chose to stay and that's why Kobe is so great. Because he said I'm gonna stay, he went through about two or three seasons that sucked, and he eventually got back to the finals and won what two more rings? Yeah, he won two more, finished this curve with five. So, so that to me, that's amazing. That now that's the that's not even the norm. That's the exception. Like he stayed, whereas now it's like oh man, they don't get a ring in two or three years. Oh boy, gonna leave. And I hey, I I, I get it. These guys should have a right to go wherever they want to go if they feel like they're going to get the money. But it is different. It's a different time. And some of us who see people like Kobe Bryant, like a Jordan, who stayed regardless just because they wanted to prove their greatness, to us it dilutes the game just a little bit. It does make it exciting, but it dilutes it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it's all about perspective because I'm well aware and was there and I saw every last single one of those things you're saying. Like it wasn't as though I wasn't, I didn't see those same players um, play. And it's not. It just for me, I like to take what we have now at face value and not try to base it off of something we used to have because, you know, in the '70s we had cats out there knocking each other out on the court every now and then. We had a whole different. Type of game. We didn't have a three point line. I'm not missing that. We had, you know, Bill Russell coming up with 11 rings. You know, like, I'm not missing that type of di- uh, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm not saying that the game is watered down because we don't have that. Each era deserves the respect to just be its own era. I don't mm-hmm. feel like it does it any justice to compare it to because truthfully, we will never be able to get those type of players on the court with these type of players because we don't, we really don't know. We really honestly, cause the up you know, was tough, but I don't think they are, were athletic enough. For all the toughness, I don't think they were athletic enough to deal with some of the teams that are around now.
0: I agree now. Uh, I think Rodman, he was, he when was, he was wearing the Cowboys jersey, he looked high as a kite. He was, he was talking about what he could he do could to do. Draymond Green and everything. And, and I'm one where you just appreciate greatness. Like, as you know, Michael George is my favorite player and I try not to, You know, whenever they do the comparisons of LeBron James and Michael Jordan, I'm like, they play two different positions. LeBron is bigger than Michael Jordan. He would take him down in the post, and Mike would have to work a little bit harder. I don't think any Isaiah Thomas, John Stockton, nobody can match Russell Westbrook in a one-on-one if they were playing in this era because Russ is just too fast and too big for the guards that they had in the 90s. Scotty Pippen, you know, he says what he could do, like Scotty, he would have his hands full guarding a Giannis or a 611 KB.
1: Or Paul George. I think I think that Paul George could give Scotty would have given Scotty Pippen some problems.
0: It's just it's just different errors. You know, you know you talk about football or any other sport, it's just different eras. And we just have to live with that, that it's a different era, and we just gotta let it go.
1: Now, here's the one thing I do not like about this era, and I think that. I think we can all agree on this and I think we're about to enter into it real heavy. I can appreciate that Kawhi Leonard looked out for himself and, but I hate the idea that we're about to watch a season where Kawhi Leonard potentially and, and, and AD and everybody else who's had any type of injury is going to be playing 60 games. Yep. In order to, cause now he's proven by winning this championship, he's proven that You can take every other game off or you cannot play back-to-backs and you can do this and you'll be fresh for the playoffs. Now, I hate to point this out, but Kawhi didn't look all that fresh in the playoffs. He looked like he... Now, he had the juice. Don't get me wrong. He had the juice in all the right times, but there was a bunch of moments in the finals even and throughout the playoffs that he didn't look exactly like... He was dragged. Yeah, he didn't look all that... But part of that was like he was the only one hooping on the team at certain points too. Um, But... Point is, I feel like that's the thing that I don't like about today's game is the amount of time that people are going to be taking off to get ready for the playoffs. And they're treating the playoffs like it's a second season, like they're really saying that way too much now for my comfort.
0: Man. Did we mention Kimball Walker going to the Celtics?
1: Yeah. No, we didn't. So Kimball Walker to the Celtics, and then that takes uh Terry Rozier. A.K.A. Charlotte. The Charlotte. And, I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. Like, he knew he wasn't going to get any playing time. So, I think Kim was a better fit for that team. Uh, they got uh, – the Celtics now have Ennis Cantor. He claims that he was given six minutes. Dame hit social media and other things and said, well, no, nah, I think he had, like, six minutes plus 40 minutes or something like <laughs> that. So you
0: gotta you gotta love innocent and his, his pettiness.
1: Yeah, that's all that is. Like you can't you have it's all yeah it's it's all tongue in cheek like with him. Like his Twitter is very interesting to follow. He's he's a fun guy to follow and and no matter what city he goes to, people love him. Like listening to sports radio here in Portland, people were upset about him not coming back. Like we were upset uh, about us trading him away. Like you kind of okay with him leaving. If you're getting better, but he's a fan favorite. People really love this dude. I don't know if he's worth the money, though.
0: Well, he he got a, he took a pay cut because you remember uh, when Portland offered him that contract and OKC wanted him back. They signed that poison deal where he was making 18 million a year. And with this contract, he's only getting two years, 11 million.
1: Yeah. And that's what he's worth. That, to be honest with you, that's what he's work. Now, before we finish up like this free agency talk, New York, we have to talk about the New York Knicks. They All got right. Julius Randle, uh oh God, what's the dude? Taj name? Gibson. Yeah, Taj Gibson. Now that's a that's a decent That's
0: the that's the intramural team, bro. <laughs> and and the knockout king Bobby Portis. Bobby well.
1: So that's that was a three those are your three big men and then they got uh what's the kid from or the guy with the funny hair. I don't know if he cut his oh, hair off. He
0: cut his hair, Peyton.
1: No, no, not Peyton. They got the uh, Reggie Bullock. Right oh, Reggie, Bull- yeah.
0: Well they can they can run the rec center, boy. I bet you they could just you know run the run the table at the rec center. Now, I don't know about the NBA, but but they are a rec center crew.
1: They are. They are. And I was looking at, them, I was like, man, I don't know if they're better than like if they're the best team in the state of New York. Like they're the third best team in the whole state. Like. I may have to put Syracuse above them.
0: (laughs) Sure, that might get beat up at that might get done at Rucker Park.
1: Well, see, now here's the here's the funny thing about to come just a second back to KD, but they showed a picture of KD uh kind of like hugged up on Charles Oakley. And, you know, the meme said what comes around goes around. It's like what happened? What would have happened if Charles Oakley, if he wouldn't have, you know, put James in a position uh, or James wouldn't have put him in a position where he had a drunk pushing. What if you had him <laughs> on his top? <laughs> He's got the,
0: he's got that drunk push game down, don't he? It,
1: it, you know what? That drunk push is, I think that's what's costing the New York Knicks. I honestly think that legitimate free agents won't go there because they, they're looking, you don't treat Charles Oakley. Is when it comes when it boils down to when we talk about like how much we love the nineties basketball, we all kind of like love hate Charles Oakley. Even if you was like a Bulls fan, you still had love for Charles Oakley and how hard he played. He was an
0: assassin. He will he take it. for the he played for the Bulls. That's
1: what yeah, he started
0: he his career with.
1: Then he get traded for the dude with the spit on the in his chin. Bill Cartright. Uh, Cart- yep, got traded for Bill Cartright. <laughs> it's,
0: it's the president. I mean, the guy that's running it, Dolan. He's yeah. a problem. He's yeah. a problem, dude. Yeah, nobody that sounds familiar. <laughs> he's a problem. He doesn't. He's um. He's incompetent. Yeah, and he should really sell the team. He doesn't know what he's doing. Sounds and like York, something else. New York is the biggest market. One of the biggest markets in the NBA, you know. And he's running the organization. That they lost Kristoff, man. They
1: lost Porzingis. They traded him. <laughs>
0: Why would you trade him? That's all y'all had
1: at the time. Well, they knew they were going to get nothing for him. He just flat out told him, like, I'm not coming back. You're getting nothing for me. How
0: did it get like that? You know what I mean? That's ownership. Ownership don't know what they're doing. James Dolan doesn't know what he's doing. This is the same guy that hired Isaiah Thomas to run. uh, Was was he running the Knicks? Yes, he was. He was the coach, and he was like the GM. GM. And he was out there sexually harassing everybody.
1: Yeah. And no. and he also uh, hired Phil Jackson. And Phil Jackson made some very horrible basketball decisions.
0: Horrible basketball decisions. Phil Jackson should have never came back. That's like Jordan in Washington. Hey,
1: you watch your mouth,
0: man. Hey, man, I'm a well, Jordan fan, but that was terrible.
1: We were mentioning free agency moves, and I was like, don't do it, Drew. They're going to accuse you of slander and heresy and everything else. And I did not – so I'm glad you brought it up, but some people did move around. Some great players did switch teams and didn't – He he, he, it to, then he retired, dog. He yes. came back
0: because the team he owned sucked. It's not even the same, man. It's, it's like apples, apples and Mitsubishi's It ain't even in the same context, man. It ain't. No. 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 It's nope. true It's not, Drew. It's not, Drew. It's okay. True.
1: <laughs> man nothing
0: God, this guy does not like Jordan man this guy God right. this? That's yeah
1: that's man
0: that's our free agent talk man
1: <laughs> yeah there's nothing else I can say after this all, all, I, all I can, I'm allowed to have is a final cut in a minute so J-Rock you can you can start your final cut
0: here we go all right. Uh, my motto at school is positive over negative. I always say that because in life, when you have a positive mindset, you have negative results. And I try to preach that every day to not only my students, but to people that I encounter with. You know, we, we live in a world where it's so much negativity from politics to sports to just all around news that we get every day. But we just have to embrace the positive things that we have in life, you know, embrace the good that is going on with yourself and your family and your friends and your neighborhood. Just give props to people and stop just giving negative results. Little Nas X, I'm not a big fan of him, but I love what he's done over the last five months. He put out a song that the country charts did not embrace, but then... All of the fans just took it in and he's been number one for the last thirteen weeks and he's gained a lot of followers over this time. time. So as I say all the time as we go into this holiday week, you know, just stay positive and winners win, losers lose, lose, and they all find a way that they what they can do. Just like Joey Chestnut's gonna win the hot dog contest tomorrow. It's J Rock with the barbershop nine one eight. And I'm done. Nice pause. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, uh, my youngest son uh, always comes up to me and says dad who is this guy or well, who is that guy who is this and the one thing I always say to him it's, it's a, a refrain I always use uh, with him is do your research, research it, find out uh, I just want everybody to, to take time out to really do research on the 4th of July now, I know this is the holiday week coming, you know what I mean, weekend coming, and we all get together and barbecue and all that kind of stuff and, you know, shoot off fireworks, but do we really understand what the 4th of July means? I mean, whose independence are we really talking about? Uh, you know, because I don't think back then that independence had anything to do with some of us. You know what I mean? We were not included. And that's not to say that we shouldn't celebrate it. But at least do your research, know the history, find out what it's all about and why America celebrates this. And does it is it really our holiday? There's a reason why Juneteenth exists. I'm just saying with that, don't tell God about your big problems. Tell your problems you got a big God. This is your boy, Raw Dog. And I'm out.
1: All right. So. I want to talk about something I saw yesterday or the day before yesterday that just did my heart good. Um, a young lady by 15 years old, her last name is Golf, I think it is, uh, Coco Golf, defeated Venus Williams, and Venus Williams was so proud of her. And it was one of the most beautiful things because she's 15. And kind of keep that in perspective that Venus is I don't know her exact age, but I think she's around 39 if I'm not mistaken. And so this is someone who was literally like old enough to be her mother. And I I actually just love the fact that one, Venus is still playing, but she inspired this young lady. She inspired a generation and she's still competing and still doing great things. And so I'm just really excited about this young lady's career and hopefully we'll be able to see her like continue to rise. She just got another victory at Wimbledon as of today. uh, And so that's another big thing, but Maybe it's the next generation of Venus and Serena. So uh, this coming up with, you know, like a Naomi uh, Osaka and maybe maybe this young lady will be the next one. But we don't know. And you never know who you're going to uh, influence. And I know when the Williams sisters started, they were just trying to do something that they loved and get out of the neighborhood and just and do their thing. And now to think that there are more children getting out the hood, more children doing something different, going into these spaces. And before you know it, seeing young ladies of color is going to be something that's normalized in these these typical white spaces and, and typical uh, spaces where people uh, are rich. You know, and so to see just us common folk on those stages is, is just a great sense of inspiration. So we need to be cheering her on and making sure uh, that she knows that she's supported and she's loved from all communities. Uh, With that being said, remember, hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that, man. We love you guys, and we thank you guys for listening to The Barbershop 918. You can make sure you check us out at
0: www.thebarbershop918.com. You can find us on Facebook sometimes, Instagram sometimes, Twitter, I think, Uh, Anchor for sure. Uh, Spotify. (laughs) Spotify, absolutely. If you can't find us, that means you ain't looking for us. If you ain't looking for us, you're missing the best sports and entertainment podcast around this time. We are the Barbershop 918. You better recognize. Four years, years in running. running. Four, four, four years in running. Four, four years, years in running. running. Like N.W.A., baby. Wait a minute. are <laughs> 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 miles in running. My bad. <laughs> My bad.
1: I screwed that up.
0: We can cut it. We are semi-professional.
1: <laughs> Anytime I don't want to cut something, I think about that. I'll be like, eh, we semi-professional. <laughs> People
0: don't care. I've heard some other podcasts that suck.
1: Oh, let me hit stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs>